Lock us in, load us in, pop in that A-track, spin the tape. Here we go. Hey now everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of the, as in capital T-H-E, Star Wars Time Show. That's right, it's Star Wars Time Show, proper time. There's so many times in here, I feel like we're in a math class. That's right, it's Matt, it's Nick, we're back, we're here to recap your ass, all things important Star Wars related that has gone down within the past week. And by past week, what are we talking about past week? Who cares? We don't deal with time. Nick and I don't believe in time. It's a construct of man. It doesn't exist. All you need to know is you're going to get the lowdown on the most current Star Wars franchise, whatever. Be collectibles, movies, TV shows, cartoons. You're going to get the most up-to-date commentary on the newest topics in Star Wars land. Right, Nick? I mean, that's why we exist. We exist to relate to you, the Star Wars fan community, all the things you should be concerned with being a Star Wars fan. And we give you the best opinions on the internet. Of course. There are no other opinions to listen to. All the other ones are stupid. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we gather all the information, we analyze it, we break it down, and we give you the accurate portrayal of all of the events that's happened this week. It may be stupid. Some of shit it may is be stupid. incoherent. Like last week, I'll admit, I sounded a little bit like Sean Spicer after the State of the Union. I sounded like a gentleman that had one too many drinks and was trying to talk live on a mic. <laughs> but we've corrected that. Or we're going to try to at least. I can't promise it because sometimes Friday nights I get a little squirrely. He goes off. It's just what happens. Matt's, a, Matt's a family man. He needs his his beverages <laughs> at the end of the week. By that he means Matt has a little kid, so sometimes he may drink too much and sound like a fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, buddy, here we go. Let's go ahead and kick things off. And as we've been doing the past two weeks, we're going to lead with what has become my favorite segment of the show. And it, it, I mean... I'm a little bit selfish. It's because I live in this community, and that is the Star Wars art community. Usually the Star Wars toy photography community, but in the end, we try to uh, celebrate all Star Wars fan artists. So it could it could be fan art, it could be photography, it could be uh, unboxings, videos, it doesn't matter. So as we've been doing the past two le- weeks, like I said, we... Throughout the week, I share artists from Instagram on our Instagram account at Star Wars Time Show. And then Nick, being a fan of all things Star Wars, will then on Fridays of said week choose his favorite five shares that I've put out. So we do that. We write a post up, or Nick does, and puts it out to commemorate you people. And then we... We talk about it during this segment. So this week, Nick, you've picked another batch of five new Star Wars artists, which I love. Because, again, a lot of times, I know last week I, I kind of threw you under a bus. 
said you didn't appreciate this stuff. That's not what I meant. I know you do love this stuff. It, it, what the point I tried to make was I live in this community, so I see these artists day in and day out. Um, so I'm used to their work and how majestic it is sometimes. That's why I like that you now you, you whittle down our top five. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's easy to go in and and get overwhelmed by all of these amazing images and stuff and. I don't really try to go in and pick out new artists every time. Again, like last week I went through, I picked out the five that really kind of stood out to me first, and they just happened to be all brand new artists. And the same thing happened this week. I mean, I know this is our fourth, I think this is our fourth week doing it, or third week. Um, And eventually maybe there may be some uh, return artists to the top five. But for now, I'm just like, like Matt said, like I'm getting kind of, into it a little bit more and i'm seeing all the fantastic artwork that's out there and really like i don't have any kind of biases or judgments or i I don't not like personally invested in any of these human beings who do this artwork so i just go in i pick the shit that i think looks the coolest and then i mean nick is honestly he's funded by the deep state yeah i mean let's be real kathleen i mean the empire's fucking paying him to say this kathleen kennedy gives me disney yeah all of them yeah mary sue.com just uh, everywhere i have so much money from from the he's a shill for the disney (laughs) propaganda 100 percent. (laughs) so anyways let's kick it off nick who's the first artist that you featured this week so the your 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 top pick because i mean obviously we featured these people because we respect what they do. We love what they do. We appreciate it. It looks fantastic. And again, this isn't a competition. It's not like we're saying these are better than the others. It's just the, the, out of the excellence that I've chosen, Nick has whittled it down to his personal top five shots of excellence. Yeah, so first up, we have an incredible silhouette shot by Star Wars Trek. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. What's the Trek doing there? And trust me, when I when, you know, when I first saw the name, I was like, "Oh man, he's a, he's a Trek fan too." But you know what? Here in the geekdom and the fandom, we don't care what you like, yeah, what your cares? fandom is. I I mean, is. I'll be honest with you, Nick. I don't know if you got into him, but at least the the Star Trek movies and that's the Shatner and the Next Generation movies. Yeah. I quite enjoyed them. I, I mean, to, I actually quite enjoyed the Next Generation as a series. I used to watch a lot of Star Trek with my dad when I was a kid. So, like, you know, we would be sitting down on the couch. Yeah, night, I, I, I guess what I'm saying, I'm not one of these Star Wars fans. And be like, Ugh, Star Trek. I, I never really got that animosity between fandoms. Yeah. I mean, clearly Star Wars is better. We know that. But Star Trek isn't that bad. Yeah, it's good. It's fun. It's got a lot of scientific basis behind it and stuff. And honestly, like that. I, I thought JJ's Star Treks were fantastic. Yeah, I know. I know that some people in the Star Trek community aren't a fan of them, but just pure entertainment-wise, JJ's Star Trek movies were really great. So this shot from Star Wars Trek, though, I mean, this is the one. Like That's when great. I started scrolling through the feed, I think this is the one that popped out at me first because the first thing that really caught my eye was the colors in the background, like the beautiful kind of sunset or sunrise that's happening here. And it's got, you know, you have the orange and pink sky. It really pops. And then you have this fantastic silhouetted shot of a clone trooper who's either got, well, you know, it's Rex. Yeah. It's Rex. And then he's got, so is it, you know, 
it just looks so emotional. I mean, like these, this is what I love about this community that I've seen so far and that I'm, you know, getting into more and more because I'm doing the top five is like people can bring emotion out in these, in these little toys in these six inch toys. Little pieces of plastic. Yeah. Right? I mean, these little pieces of plastic can evoke emotion. Yeah. And this is a perfect representation of that. Uh, by Star Wars Trek. I mean, I was just blown away when I first saw it, and I, I looked at it, I was like, holy shit. I love it. I, I, I enjoy it, too. I mean, clearly, I, I, I shared it, and I, I think it, this is just a repurposed digital background, which I get it. I use Digirama, too. It's great. To me, it's getting a silhouette is tricky because it all depends on the lighting. Yeah. Uh, it depends on how much light you want to use, how much, how many details you want to show in the figure, and I think there's a there's a perfect balance here of showing enough details so you know who it is, you know it's Rex, uh, but there's also enough shadow to provide that silhouette look, and it just it just works perfectly in this shot. Yeah, I mean, you look at him and you see the helmet and. It's just like everything about this shot was fantastic. I really enjoyed the way that it was composed, the way that he captured the essence of the character and just brought out the emotion in it. So very well done, Star Wars Trek. Top notch. Um, Moving on to the next one that I pulled up. And this one was just like one... The, the the I don't know if there is some sort of like you know color enhancement done on this, but oh, I ha- totally totally yeah. There, there's something he did something with Ray's eyes. This is a shot of Ray. She's in her uh, I guess you want to call it her Jedi tunic, if you will, from TLJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last outfit you saw her, and that that's the uh, figure Hot Toys made for the movie. Uh, but you're right. I mean, he he definitely tweaks the eyes a bit, and he she's also wearing Luke's robe from Return yeah. of the Jedi. And this is what I love about it is it's like this mishmash of you have Scavenger Ray because she's holding her uh, her staff, her staff from Jakku when we first met her. She's wearing her Jedi tunic that Matt mentioned from TLJ. She has uh, Luke's robe over her shoulders, and she's also holding a lit Skywalker saber. Plus, look at the little porg yeah. fuckers behind the her. The porgs, like the, the... There's three of those little assholes. Yeah, the environment. Like, everything about this shot is so fantastic and so rich in color, and this is by the Va- uh, Vader the Collector on Instagram, at Vader the Collector. Um, it's just... It just pops so much, and, like, I looked at it, and I was just immediately drawn to it because I've never seen... A portrayal of Ray like this before, like we've right. seen a lot of shots of action, action Ray with a lightsaber or you know different poses, but I think that this is such an incredible mashup of different styles. Yeah, it's it's the pose, and to me, it's it's all about the eyes. Yeah, like the the tweak Vader collector did with the eyes makes this shot because it it, it sets her apart. I mean, I I've done shots of this figure. It, it's a great figure. I. Uh, I'm not like a huge fan of the of the face because it, it's to me it's kind of a non-Ray expression. It, it's an expression you don't really see Ray in. Like I don't know, but either way, what he did with the eyes, I'm not saying they're they're Sith eyes, but he he put enough glare in them. Maybe dodge them or do, yeah, dodge them a bit to to make them lighter. But it just they're they're captivating. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm drawn to her eyes. My eyes go to Ray's eyes in this shot, and then I see the rest, and that's why I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastically composed. I mean, it's a beautiful shot, so well done by Vader the Collector. Uh, next up, we have... Oh, dude, th- this guy to me is... 
probably one of my top three Star Wars fan artists of all time. Yeah, I mean, we've mentioned him before on the Th- podcast. This guy, I mean, it, it, it blows my mind that this guy is not running Lucasfilm Animation or working there. Yeah, so this is Daz Tibbles, and this is not a toy photography piece. This is just a straight-up art piece and this is a fucking tattoo i want yeah like this it, it is it's like a tattoo style uh it's, boba it's kind fett. of a new school tattoo aesthetic yeah but boba fett on like a brick wall with some fucking splatter it, it dude i mean daz tibbles darren tibbles the work that this guy does is obscene and he does it in his fucking free time yeah like he's not getting paid for this shit this is a fucking sketch he does on lunch. So if you're listening, please look at the post. And maybe if I'm not lazy, I have it going in the YouTube version of the cast right now. This shit, this motherfucker does on his lunch break. Yeah, I mean, this is Banksy style or Banksy level artwork here. Like if you if you know who Banksy is, the street artist, the, the you know, graffiti artist, like this looks something like you know what banksy would do if he was a star wars artist i mean dude i i know you your degrees in animation you want to get into that stuff but do you do you look at this and just go how the fuck do people make this stuff with their goddamn hands oh yeah oh yeah i mean like every time i see a piece of art like this draws this on an ipad yeah and like Here's the thing is like, you know, I went to school for that and I really wanted to pursue it. But like I was not I was never an artist like I could never draw something like this or or create something like this with paints or anything. It blows my mind. I mean, without a doubt to me, I guess like musical people and, and artists, artists as in traditional painters, drawers, illustrators, animators, whatever. I just I, I don't get where they get these talents from. To me, they are like the force. Yeah, it's fantastic. How do you do this? How the fuck do you draw this on your lunch break? <laughs> I mean, this, like you said, dude, I would love to see this Boba Fett character and this style of art in some sort of Star Wars animation. And fucking t-shirts, hats, tattoos. I mean, it's fucking badass. And, and, the, and the deal with Darren, like, I mean, his fucking static art is immaculate. Wait until you see his animations. You're going to go, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, if you see some of the shit this guy has cooked up, I mean, stuff from Rogue One, stuff that's based on Ralph McQuarrie sketches, anime, you're just going like, um, hello, Lucasfilm, Disney, what the fuck are you doing? Why isn't this guy working for you? Yeah, dude, I don't know if he's just like, you know, if he just wants to keep doing it on his free time and he's not interested in working in the industry or working for Disney, but he definitely deserves to be in those, you know, I, I just I know we rooms. spent a lot of time on Darren, but I, I feel like this guy is getting robbed. I feel like he should be making a lot of fucking money for the Star Wars shit he creates. So... I'll leave it at that. I mean, the ball's in your court, Disney Lucasfilm. I mean, just look at this guy's work. I love what you're doing with your animated shit. I love it. I love the style of Galaxy Adventures, love Resistance. But this guy is bringing a a, a whole new style to the franchise, and it is immaculate. It is. All right. 
All right. Moving on, buddy. Next one. Next up, we have a really, really cool Stormtrooper shot here with a lot of awesome background effects by Bleep JK. It's hard to make Stormtroopers look cool because, I mean, they are essentially the tools of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I mean, we featured on this podcast previously or in the top five previously, like, you know, uh, Death Troopers. We've seen a, a few other different types of troopers. But this is a like the first time I think that we featured a standard full, bucket head, yeah, real good old standard issue white and black helmet. Yeah, and what makes it so good is just the coloration that he uses. That there's a red and blue hue to the to the image, the background effects, the the laser shooting out from the gun. I mean, just the way that he's posed as well. I mean, he looks like he's in the midst of a very heated battle. I mean, I just yeah really like the way that this that this image was put together by Bleep JK and yeah, all around. Very, very good. Yeah, it looks good. This is, um, I believe it's the figure arts version of Stormtrooper. Um, so if you're a collector, you know, figure arts, it's, it's high end. I mean, they come from Japan. So we, we pay a premium over here in the States, but it's well worth it. Uh, you're going to be looking at $60 plus per figure, but you also get probably some of the best sculpts you're going to get at the, at the one twelve scale. Uh, some of the best posability. So with as it is with most things in life, you pay for what you get. Yeah, I mean, and this this shot really shows how good. And don't I mean the Black Series line has come a million miles from where it started. I mean, some of the new shit, even with the uh, posing, the digital face paint. We're eventually going to get that hyper real series Nick and I talked about two weeks ago. Uh, but w- when it comes to just purely movie authentic sculpts and paints, figure the SH Figure Arts line is hard to deny as the champion. Yeah, fantastic looking shot. All right, last one of the top five for this week goes to Pop Senpai for a really really cool looking shot of both Forlom in the for in the foreground, and then you get Boba Fett in the background. And there, it looks like to me, I, I don't know what you think about this map, but it almost looks like that they're both in that little hyper, that, uh, not hyper chamber, but the, the chamber on, uh, Bespin where Luke or where Han is, is frozen yeah, carbonite, kind of. I, I assume Pop Senpai here is using some sort of digital background. Uh, yeah, it definitely reflects a, a little bit of the carbon chamber. Yeah. Honestly... When I saw your top five and you picked Pop, I was like, I wonder if he picked his Vader Funko Pop shot or this one. Because uh, honestly, I thought either one of Lorenzo's shots this week that I featured probably could have made th- this list. Uh, the the Funko Pop Vader one was fantastic. This one obviously equally is great. I was really close to picking that that shot too because yeah. I really loved like the castle off in the background. It just, I, I mean, mean, for a Funko, it's hard. To me, as someone that started with Funko Pop photography, which Pop Senpai also did. I mean, I, I, I know Pop Senpai through the Funko Pop years. It's very hard to make a Funko Pop look dynamic and artistic. And he, he did this week in a shot of Vader on Mustafar, essentially looking at his castle. is great. But he also did a fantastic job with this one, so... I mean, I, I'm not blaming Nick for picking one or the other. I mean, either one deserves recognition. Uh, anytime you can get Forlom to look like a badass, he also got some of his green eye to highlight, which is a very nice touch. Yeah. Uh, the pose was really good. Having Boba in the background adds to the, you know, gives us another layer. 
So, yeah, I mean, great shot. I mean, uh, Pop Senpai, great follow. Really, all these people we talked about. Uh, Bleep JK, great follow. Daz Tibbles, to me, is a must-follow. All these guys are, to be honest with you. Vader Collector, hit him up, and then obviously Star Wars Trek. So, uh, another great top five from Nick. Uh, obviously, I love every image we share. I wouldn't share them each week, but I'm glad that Nick is able to whittle them down to really highlight some of the more special shots from the week. So, hopefully, you artists, you've uh, enjoyed that segment, and fans of Star Wars art, you got a little insights into people you should be checking out. Again, these are all on Instagram. So hit them up. Nick will have it linked in the post if you forget or if you're too dumb like me and you forget stuff like that within 10 seconds. Yeah, and also if you are an artist out there and you're listening and you want to possibly tag make us. the top five, use the yeah hashtag Star hashtag Wars Time Hashtag Star Show. Wars Time Show or tag us. We got you. Even I will even at least try to share you within a story if you tag us. Trust me. We're here to promote you guys just as much as we're trying to catch on the Star Wars Time Show with the rest of you. Yeah. All right, buddy. So sticking with our, you know, the what we've kind of shifted to since moving over here to the Star Wars Time Network is we, we kind of open up with what we call the fandom segment, which we start with our top five Instagram shares, and then we move on with if we have any relevant articles within the fandom space. And this week we do. Uh, so next up, we we've got an update on Star Wars Battlefront Two. This is a game where I really thought that it was probably going to die out relatively quickly after it released. And honestly, I'm surprised at how long this game has been able to sustain its player base and its, in its fandom and its relevance in video games, because, you know, usually stuff like this goes away pretty quick, but this new update is bringing another fantastic clone wars character to, uh, the battlefield the battlefront, or uh, as I should say, and that's Anakin Skywalker, Clone Wars Anakin Skywalker. We're not talking Darth Vader here. We're talking Clone Wars era Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker, and that was revealed via a tweet uh, from one of the developers, Ben Walk, and it shows, like the video shows a really cool interaction. It shows what looks like Anakin on Geonosis or somewhere where the war is taking place. It looks like a, like a Geonosis battlefield because that's one of the... Uh, battlegrounds in the game and he's confronting a previously released hero or villain into battlefront 2 and that was count dooku um overall i'm like i'm like i said i'm pretty excited to see how this game continues to progress especially with all of these fantastic clone wars characters coming in and um it's really cool to see somebody like anakin skywalker make it in especially considering you know his master's already in there obi-wan kenobi his primary villain from it's been like what the last multiple updates have been layering in clone wars stuff yeah i mean we had kenobi grievous dooku and and now you get the 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 chosen one yeah the payoff with Anakin. but he is modeled after his sith look yeah he's so he's wearing the, he's R.O.T.S. Anakin, not A.O.T.C. Yeah, he he's wearing the the gear that he wore in Revenge of the which, Sith, which which Kenobi was too, to be honest with you. Yeah, so this is this is Anakin with his already fully metallic or you know robotic hand, and he's wearing the glove that he wears in Revenge. He's of got the, the mullet. He's got the scar. Yeah, so it's not Kid Anakin from you know Attack of the Clones. That's not an Anakin that we would want. Both, in this that, game. That's 
bozo Anakin. Yeah, so at least we get you know a more powerful version. Dildo of Anakin. <laughs> but uh, yo, by the way, yeah, I found the new Hayden Christensen. Who is it? It's the male lead in Alita: Battle Angel. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. It's literally the exact same performance as Hayden's in AOTC, and it's one of the reasons that movie kind of gets pulled down. Oh, man. That's so disappointing to hear, too. Cause like, I just do. I watched for the second time today. It was better the second time. But there are definitely legitimate problems with how the plot's executed, and it's almost like they're like, hey... If you read the manga, you you kind of know what's going on. If you didn't, good luck. Yeah, figure it <laughs> out. We're 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 making some broad fucking strokes here with the edit. Yeah, it seems like. And, and the funny thing to me about that movie is it was advertised for such a long time before it released, and I got hyped for it. And then they stopped advertising it, and I was like, oh okay, I guess it went away. No, it's got, I mean, dude, visually it's awesome. The the world is very interesting. The character of Alita is awesome, but they just. Like I said, the edit, they just glossed over some fucking threads that I felt like deserved a bit more. But yeah, um, did enjoy it. Check it out. It like seems it like, better than Attack of the Clones. It seems like something else. that Star Wars fans would like, too. It's like but it definitely, like, sci-fi. the guy that plays the male lead, like, the male love interest is 100% AOTC Anakin Skywalker. The good thing about Anakin coming into Battlefront 2 is you don't have to deal with bad writing, bad scripts, or Bullshit, bad Bullshit, you don't. Did you read it? The best part is one of literally one of the lines this motherfucker is going to say in the game is I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> so you can't say the bad writing's been eliminated. I think they just kept that in for the memes, dude. Like they of know Of course it's a they meme. did. And that's they that's just... the point I've been trying to make for years now. As much as you prequel babies want to sit there and, and justify that, oh, yeah, these are good movies, they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. You it's... literally have people, you know, decades later, including lines that are meant to be wink winks to like, hey, guys, this was so terrible. We're going to put it in because we know that you know that it was so terrible, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm looking at it. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at the voice lines. That's literally one of the things the motherfucker's gonna say on the battlefield. And it, like the way that they list it out, so he has he has basic lines, and then he has lines to specific characters like Dooku, Grievous, Vader, um, Obi, and then at at the end of his voice line list, and it says, "And of course, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets yes. everywhere." <laughs> One of the worst written lines of all time. Oh, man. Um, but I have to say, I did see, I think uh, I think it was earlier this week after the announcement, one of the one of the developers, or, or it might have been right before the announcement, one of the developers released like an in-progress video, um, and it looked, it kind of looked like it was just like a wireframe or a very early um, out-of-engine, like, I mean, not out-of-engine, but out-of-game um, walkthrough of Anakin, and they ca- they were kind of like showing him swinging his lightsaber, and it looked pretty cool. So well, here here's my point, Nick, and I think I know you understand this. I do not hate the prequel era. Yeah, I enjoy it. I think that there I I know or I knew or I thought there was a lot of potential in the prequel era, a ton of potential to tell some amazing fucking stories. That's my problem. 
Yeah. I don't feel like the stories lived up to the potential of the era. I love Anakin Skywalker. I almost I think he's fucking awesome. But I think the true Anakin Skywalker was captured in the Clone Wars and not in the movies. Yeah. I almost wish that we would have an extension of the Clone Wars that goes between episode one and two. Because I feel like there's a lot of growth for Anakin as a kid and as a person in that time period. And we've never seen it. So if you think about the time frame jump, you have almost a 10-year jump. Or, it's about 10 years from one to two. Yeah, from, from one to two. Because you're going from nine-year-old Anakin. Yeah, but that wouldn't even be Clone Wars. That would just be Anakin going from little padawan the bigger padawan yeah but i still think that there that you can get value out of that and that there's good stories to tell and the, there, there's there was so much left behind in the live action i mean we've talked about this ad nauseum i mean it, it's the reason i think revenge of the sith is the worst fucking movie is because of how unjustified his turn is based on the way they execute in the film. Yeah. Like, if, if, if they just rolled out the Clone Wars and, and made him Darth Vader and that, I would have been like, fucking A. Yeah. That makes a, that makes a lot of sense why that guy would want to be fucking Darth Vader. But it makes zero sense. I don't care what the fuck you people try to tell me. It makes zero sense the way Anakin's story is told in Clones and then Sith that he would make that choice. Yeah, it's it's. I it just there's there's no argument against it. It's it's. He's literally happy go lucky. I'm all about the Jedi. I'm ratting this guy out to literally. Okay, I'm gonna kill Mace Windu and let's go murder babies. Yeah, it's it. You don't get anything that shows the the turn until. You get into the Clone Wars. I mean, his this... turn is so unjustified the way it's executed in Sith that it is criminal. It's just like it's. I don't I know. know. You guys think that movie is like, oh well, you got to see Vader and the sword fights, and I know like a lot of people think Rots is a great Star Wars movie. I just I can't buy into it. I can't buy into it for what it did to Anakin Skywalker and then vis-a-vis Darth fucking Vader. When you start fucking with Darth fucking Vader, I've got a problem. Yeah. (laughs) You can't take one of the greatest movie villains of all time and reduce him to a whiny, long-haired, pussy bitch. And then and that's what he was in Revenge of the Sith. And then you go watch Clone Wars and you get and you get what should have been there. Exactly. You you see that the Jedi were fucking with this kid. And you see that his skill and his prowess and the shit he used to do in the Clone Wars and why people talked about him as being this amazing pilot and Jedi. I mean, you get it. I mean, the Jedi literally would lie to him on a daily basis because they knew he was a little fucked up in the head. Yeah, I mean, one of the one example from the Clone Wars show that just popped in my head is like when they told they literally told Anakin when when Obi was on an undercover mission. They told him he's dead. Yeah, they told him that Obi Wan was dead, and he was just like, so he wouldn't go look for him. Yeah, like you can't do that kind of stuff to somebody who is a Jedi Knight in your order. Like that is just so messed up. Well, dude, in the end, it goes against everything that the Jedi Order pretends to be. Yeah, I mean, it's... and and that again, that just further proves Luke's point in TLJ of why he hates the fucking Jedi. The Jedi were just as responsible for the fall of the fucking Republic as Sidious, if not more so. Yeah, it's just the way they had become so complacent, they had become so set in their ways, and they thought that they could never be wrong. 
Yeah, the the Jedi, the the old Republic Jedi around the time of of Sidious and the Rise of the Empire were just they were just not true representations of what the Jedi are, you know, should be, what their role in the galaxy should be. So It's kind of like American politics in 2019. <laughs> A little like bit. The people that are ruling are not representing the consensus of the of the population. A little bit. But it's crazy. We're not going to jump into no, the politics Jedi here. were fucking the Jedi Council were fucking dickheads to Anakin and that's what just enabled him to do what he did. But you did not get that in the movies. So fuck off with the prequels being awesome and blah blah blah. blah. Phantom Mess is the worst. Fuck off. I fuck w- that. And by the way, I'm so glad that this is the 20th anniversary of TPM cuz I've got my script written and it just it makes even more sense to drop that video at some point in time this year, Nick. Yeah. I mean, we're Cuz I have it written. I've talked about it before in this cast. I have the script written. I'm going to do the video. I'm going to get visual evidence, but I'm going to do my my little diatribe on why I believe that Phantom Menace should not be considered the worst Star Wars movie and why it should be considered the best prequel. I think that if you guys actually give it a listen, like hear Matt through all the way. Don't troll out. Don't read the title and just shut off. Listen to it. Because he's got good points. He's got good points. Because in the end, I I know some of you are prequel lovers, and that's fine. I'm not trying to convince you not to love them. I'm trying to convince you to look at them honestly and judge them as narrative works. And narratively, they don't work, especially clones and Sith. They don't. TPM at least works for what it was meant to be. It was a, a movie about a fucking ten-year-old. God damn it! <laughs> of course, of course, the acting's gonna be a little. Blah, 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 blah. It's about fucking kids. You can't. can't but at least she had some that. fucking great music, a great Sith, some great lightsaber fights, some genuinely awesome moments. You can't say anything about that moving forward in the prequels, in my opinion. And let's you got a badass pod race out of it too, which I like again. Like if if you're gonna watch TPM, if you're gonna watch any like all of the prequels all the way through, like that's one of the highlights of the whole trilogy, the whole prequel trilogy, is. And, and what justified me that the TPM was the best prequel is when I showed it to a two and a half year old who honestly could watch paint dry at this point. And out of all the prequels, the only one she would even remotely show interest in was fucking TPM because of your favorite, Jar Jar Binks. I gotta say, dude, like, he he nailed it, though. Like, everybody gives him shit for Binks, but, like, he built Binks the way that he wanted to and for the audience that he wanted to. Like, kids dude, eat We that said shit it before. It was, it, it was watching my daughter watch it was like watching someone watch a chris farley movie back in the late 90s yeah like black sheep just slapstick belly laughing like haha look how fucking dumb that guy is yeah and that's exactly what he was going for like he built that character for children and children enjoy enjoy that character so much and like you can see it when they watch the the movies so all right. Anyways, I, I I'm not really here to offend Nick and I. We're not the type of Star Wars fans that are gonna sit here and try to make you feel bad because you like a Star Wars movie. That's not my point here. I'm just very passionate about my own opinions. That's something a lot of us have forgot that humans have opinions, which means that's their feelings on something. Doesn't have to be your feelings. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> we can all feel a little different about shit. 
I just really feel like the prequels were an ultimate letdown based on the potential they could have had. I mean, you're talking to a kid that only got to see one of the original Star Wars movies in theaters as a three-year-old. So when I knew that we were going to get a new trilogy and I was going to be in my teens and 20s and I could fully appreciate them and get that experience of going to new Star Wars movies in a theater, I was so fucking pumped. And it just, it just ultimately let me down. And it is a bummer. It always will be a bummer. But in the end, you know what? They're not going to change. They're not going away. I've gotten over it. I, I respect their place. They are what they are. But you're never going to tell me that a prequel is a better put together, narratively, visually, whatever, than the originals or the new ones. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. And that's me. All right? Again. I know I have to clarify that a million times these days. That's me. I think I think you'll get a lot of people that agree with you there. But let's move on well, to our Well, especially our, next our piece. fans because our demo is like 40 to dead. <laughs> we, right? I mean, honestly, like Nick Nick does our our stats and marketing stuff and he pretty much told me that we've gotten a major traction going on with males that are 40 to death. It's <laughs> right. And we definitely oh. skew to an older audience, but there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if you think about when Star Wars released, then you realize that a lot of people who, you know, who are interacting with our content are around when like around the original trilogy days. So, it makes sense. It makes sense. So, um all right, let's kick it on to the next part of our fandom section the last part of our fandom section this is around star wars celebration and this is going to be the last this is probably going to be the last little piece of fandom for the um for the cast and it's also going to be the last piece of news that we've run with before we get into all of the all the news that we have about the new star wars properties so basically today um they announced that a new set of pins for Star Wars Celebration are going to be coming out. Uh, today is February 22nd, and there's going to be three sets of pins, and there's four pins in each of them. They revealed the first one today, and I have to say that they look pretty good. Like, these are very stylized, cartoon-looking pins, and the first set includes Darth Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, the aforementioned <laughs> Jar Jar Binks, and then Watto from Episode One. So it's an Episode One heavy set. And this is likely due to, like Matt said, um, this is the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. So this first set of pins is no, I do. You're you're on dead that. on. I mean, that's exactly why this was the first revealed set. And and I want to give you an update on this post. So uh, th- this came out on the 21st. Like if you if you got passes a celebration, you probably got this email, right? That because these pins Nick are talking about, you can only buy them now. Yep. you can't get them at the show. So it's kind of like an exclusive if you paid up to get passes. But today, Nick, (laughs) there was such demand for these pins because, again, us Star Wars fans are nuts when it comes to collecting. They they melted the Read Pop website. I saw I saw that. I got the like it email. literally fucking crashed and burned. I, I I I saw the email from Celebration and I opened it up and the title said important update. I was like, oh shit, what happened? Like, is there some sort of change? Somebody's not going. Yeah, literally, these fucking <laughs> pins. Like, people wanted these exclusive pins so bad. 
that they crashed and burned the site. Yeah, it was insane. So they they like went on a huge apology rant. Like a lot of you guys weren't able to get the pins. Like a lot of your orders didn't go through. But yeah, like Matt said, that just shows how ravenous Star Wars fans are. And I mean, like, look, I'm not a huge collector. Um, that's definitely more Matt's area. But like these pins look really cool. They're stylized They're awesome. in a really and dude, awesome way. I mean, I'm I'm not a a pin collector at all. Yeah. But uh, I, I actually got a set from the last celebration because Reed Pop offered like a kind of like a, a loot crate. Yeah. Like of collectibles you could only get at the show. So I bought that and they actually included a set of the pins. And it was uh, it's an Anakin, uh, ROTS Anakin, uh, ROTS Mace, and then... A N H O B and and they're awesome. I mean, they do look awesome. I I do like pins. I'm just not a collector of pins, but I I get it. I get why the site crashed today. Yeah, I mean, these are fantastic looking pins, and I mean, it, and this is all a part of the the Star Wars Celebration pin trading program. So that's exactly. I'm like, glad you brought that up because if you're a geek or if you're not a geek, let me explain it to you. Like these conventions, even E3 packs, stuff like that. Pin collecting is is like a mainstay of geek conventions, right, Nick? Yeah, exactly. So the way that I break it down here is is basically what, what Reed Pop and Star Wars Celebration are doing is they're releasing these pin sets, but there's limited amounts of each one of them. So it's not like you can just go online whenever or go to the con and buy all of the pins. They're and these ones you. we're talking about, by the way, these four sets, Nick T's, you can only get... If you pre-purchase tickets to the event and get them before the event. Yeah, exactly. These are like, not... There's going to be a separate set available only at the event. These ones now you can only get early. Online, yeah. And that's why the site's crashing. So the, so the way that this works is, you know, more than likely most people are not going to be able to get all four sets up front. So what it forces you to do is it forces you to, to go around and interact with people. And if you want to collect all or as many of these pens as possible you have to trade them with people so you know what some people do is they buy multiples of one set and then use the extras from that set to trade off and get the ones that they don't have or they're fucking assholes and put on ebay for quadruple the price yeah you could yeah you could definitely do that too but the spirit of it is to encourage people to interact with each other, to have conversations, to trade these. You're pins giving and stuff like the that. human race way too much credit. I am. I'm. I, I don't want to call myself an optimist, but there is a bit of optimism on, in man. me. Sometimes. I mean, it's 2019, and you live in America. Yeah. So, but that's that's like the whole you know, the whole deal behind these pins and the trading program at uh, Star Wars Celebration. So, if you guys out there are going to Celebration, you have your tickets already. You've pre-ordered them. Make sure to check your email if you're interested. And getting this pin set, I'm yeah, because gonna... this is just the first set. There, there's going to be three more that you can get through this. Um, I think they called it Road to Celebration yes. program or whatever. Yes, Road to Celebration. Yep, that's the name of the program. So very cool stuff, but not too much to talk about here. Obviously, if you are interested in Celebration, heads up, all tickets are sold out, even for people like us, um, people like me and Matt, who are uh, going to be attending the con. We have. A, a five-day ticket that we're going to split, and then we also have media passes for Friday and Saturday, so hopefully we can make the best of those. Um, but if you want to try to stand outside the con and, and maybe 
get a ticket from somebody who's selling it outside. It's taking place April 11th through 15th in Chicago, Illinois at the McCormick Place Convention Center. So if you want to be there, you can be there. But unfortunately, tickets are all sold out as of now. Um, all right, Unless Matt. Unless you're cool like us and get special offers to buy five daisers. We can. We get those kind of deals because we're yeah. Star Wars time. Everybody we can knows. Swing that shit. Yeah. But all right, Matt. Now we get into all right, the. It's time. It, it is time <laughs> to move into our speculation rumor fest segment of the podcast. Yeah. And we're going to kick things off, Nick, which with something, a, a rumor that has just become kind of a shit show. Yeah. In the Star Wars fan community, coverage community. It's... And that that is all these goddamn Disney Plus properties that are popping up. I mean, this week alone, we, we've, we got two updates on potential Star Wars-related shows for Disney Plus. That includes... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> nine new Star Wars shows coming to Disney Plus. So clearly being the sarcastic asshole that I am, I had to do a little rant on this. I mean the title I ran with was the Star Wars shows headed to Disney Plus rumors are getting out of control and we love it. Yeah. Um, so, Nick, I mean, this week alone, on Monday, I dropped a, a rumor post on you know, a site claiming that Disney Plus was rumored to be getting a Kira series, a Lando series, a Poe series, and a Finn series. And that, that was just the first drop, right? Yeah, and then the second drop came up, and it rumors... A Princess Leia series, a Rose, young, Princess Leia. young Princess Leia series, a Rose Tico series, a Captain Phasma series, a Knights of Ren series, <laughs> and and I mean this last one I would love to see a Darth Bane series. Right, dude. At this point, I feel like StarWarsTime.net just needs to get into the Star Wars rumor business. And we literally need to just start fucking throwing shit out. There's there. gonna like, be a yeah. Darth Revan series. There's yeah, exactly. Be a fucking, fucking Revan, Darth- Malak, yeah. a Bastilla, fucking a Juhani, like, uh, a Karth Onassis, a Candorous Ordo. There's gonna be a Salacious Crumb series. Yeah, gonna- <laughs> I mean it's like what the fuck. <laughs> and trust me, I'm being a little bit of an asswipe. I would love, I mean, literally, they, they could put a fucking Wicket series on Disney Plus, and I would watch it. I would do videos on it, and Nick and I would probably do a dedicated podcast to it. So don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about, oh, if they get all these shows, what are we going to do? If they get all these shows, fucking A. Yeah. Like capital A, right? I mean, it's just, it's just to me, as someone that's covered star wars covered geek news for almost 10 years now it's just funny that it just seems like everyone these days are going hey fucking joe schmo's gonna be in a star wars series on disney well Plus. if you look at it it's disney would have to put so many resources towards these shows <laughs> not even to make all of them if you just break down the four initial rumors the- we're at a billion we're at a billion dollars just for this post oh yeah i mean like at nine shows if we're based on Mandalorian for a season, doing a hundred million a season, yeah, it's a billion. We're at a billion dollars so far. Yeah, and then also the thing that really <laughs> that really gives you perspective into some of these rumors and why they're probably not true is 
one of two things would have to happen. They would either have to get the actor or actress that played that person in the movie. So for Kira, right. you have to get Amelia right. Clark. Lando, you have exactly. to get fucking Donald Glover. Poe, you have yep. to get Oscar. And then yep. Finn, you have to get Boyega uh-huh. for TV series. Or you have to recast them. And, and not just, I mean, you're you're locking these assholes up for probably four or five months. Yeah, exactly. Like you're filming a TV to shoot series. it to shoot a ten hour movie. Yeah, like this is not going to be quick work. Like, and then if I you mean, plan- people, a two hour movie took them from August until February. Yeah, I mean, this is a long period of time. A lot of work goes into this stuff, and these people who play these roles are very high profile actors and actresses. Like, it doesn't make. I mean, I, like Matt said, I would love to see it happen, but it doesn't make sense, like, feasibly that they would be able to do this. Like, with the Cassian show, that is impressive that they were able to get Diego Luna back. Yeah, but what, what the that. fuck's he doing, though? Honestly. I, exactly. I mean, like, he's not a he's huge not, actor. He's not, like, a big American actor. I mean, honestly, I never knew of him until Rogue One. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know if he's popular in Mexico or wherever, but. He's not Amelia Clark. No, he's not Donald he's Glover. He's not Donald Glover. And I mean, we've all seen the careers of Oscar Isaac, of all of these people, like explode recently, especially Oscar Isaac and John Boyega. I mean, Boyega was in the second Pacific Rim movie, which did very well at the box Oh, I office. mean, Oscar among any of them is probably the most, I don't want to say in demand, but he's the busiest. Yeah, I mean, he's got a brand I mean, that, new that movie coming out That guy probably does four... He does about four or five feature films a year now, I'd say. Yeah, and look, I'm not saying that I wouldn't like to see this. I would love to see this, but it's just hard to right. believe. Now, these other ones, the the other five that we mentioned. I'll- well, Nick, what are these to you? I mean, I honestly feel like these are just sites trying to will potential Star Wars story movies into Disney Plus shows Yeah, now. I mean, I think what happened is that there was such – if we go back – about seven, eight months ago, there was such a huge fan swell for an Obi-Wan Kenobi Star Wars story that Disney eventually looked into it, looked into it hard. I mean, they, they tapped. We knew, we knew there was going to be a movie at least past episode nine, a standalone. Yeah. I mean, we even knew, I mean, it's official. They canceled a Tatooine centric film. Who knows what it was going to be about. Is it part of the Mandalorian? Is the Mandalorian part of Star Wars 1313 video game? Who knows? Is it both? Probably. But we knew there was going to be at least one more standalone movie after Solo, if not another Solo movie. But after the Solo debacle, it now seems like, just based on these rumors and whatever, is it fans? Is it Disney putting the shit out there? It seems like their strategy has shifted from... Rather than dropping two fifty, three hundred million on a movie that could fail, let's spend a hundred million on a fucking TV show for our own network. Yeah, and we're gonna make money either way. Yeah, exactly. Like like we talked about with a subscription streaming service like Disney Plus, you don't have to. These are movies, by the way, people. These are series. I mean, Iger has gone on record saying at this point in time. They're not making Star Wars movies for Disney Plus. Yeah, they're making they're making these series, these Star Wars series. We already know about the Cassian. We already know about the Mandalorian. Now we have all these rumors. I think a lot of these rumors are are, are fans, like you said, trying to will it into existence. Of course it is. And it's just Darth like, Bane. I mean, where the fuck does that come okay, from? Okay, so I will say this: that 
a Bane. I love the Bane trilogy of books. Of course, but you're Captain EU. I know, but also the Darth. Here's what Darth Bane series would give to the greater Star Wars context: is that Darth Bane is the reason that the line in Episode One, "There's only two exists." You know, there's well, one, is one he master, not considered the most? Or one of the most powerful Sith of all time oh, yeah. in terms of raw power. Absolutely. Like, he's absolutely like you have to argue Sith. that Palpatine could be the most cunning Sith of all time. Yeah. But it wasn't Bane considered, at least power-wise, even more so than Vader. Because, again, Vader was stunted because he was more machine than man. So a lot of people forget, like, Vader was a shell of himself. Yeah. He was a nothing. He was nothing what he could have been. What he, what Palpatine thought Anakin could have been after Obi Wan fucking decimated his ass, but Bane, to my not my limited knowledge of the EU, is essentially considered the greatest, most powerful Sith of all time. I mean, so like, here's a little look into Darth Bane's power. Essentially, when he first rose to prominence as a Sith, it was during a time where there were. Hundreds of of Jedi and Sith. There were Jedi and Sith. Well, yeah, the, I mean, the Sith were a on. bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah, but he was able to wipe out an entire battlefield of both Jedi and Sith by himself by using his body as a as a conductor for force, like for force lightning, and and essentially wiped out an entire battlefield with it. And then also he was able to. Um, to construct this for all of the living Sith left because his, his mission, this is obviously old EU stories, but his mission was to, by the way, this is why we pay Nick the big bucks for these fucking deep dives into the EU. Yeah. Into the, into the old, old EU canon. But essentially (laughs) what he did was he created what was called a thought bomb and he put it in this cave and all of the, like he, he drew all of the remaining living Sith there and this thought bomb, basically sucked their souls out so that it killed the body and it trapped their souls inside of this cave. And that's why he's considered one of the most powerful Sith of all time because of and those he's even feats. like he, he even predates the old Republic by like millennia, right? So he was, he was not, no. So he was after Revan and Malik and Darth really? Nihilus. Cause yeah, I so thought they had later. the rule too by then. No. So that was, there wasn't, there okay so basically there was a the an institution of the rule of 2 and bane brought it back and when bane brought it back is when it lasted all the way through to current times to where you know sidious used the rule of 2 to take over and institute the empire so he was like he was like king david and he just reissued the bible yeah so essentially after you know in the in the first darth bane book he, he knows that something's wrong with the Sith, that there's too many of them. They're getting weaker because there's so many. And he goes on this mission to find the truth, the true way the Sith should be run. And he finds a holocron. It's just, it's just hilarious that the Sith are so fucking narcissistic, evil, power-hungry that they literally, there can only be two of them. And in the end, there can't even be two of them because the fucking one's going to want to kill the other. Exactly. But the the way that the rule of two works <laughs> is that the, the second, the apprentice has to be stronger. I mean, theoretically, has to be stronger than the master to usurp him. Um, <laughs> and that's so he goes around. He finds all of these different holocrons. He gains all this information. And through this, 
through that storyline, he, he finds out like the way that this needs to be done is only two. And that's when he takes uh, the actions that he does with the thought bomb. And then obviously using and the apprentice his... always has to kill the master. Yeah. So that's, that's the justification behind it is that if you have a, you know, a hundred Sith, then the leader can be usurped by weaker, you know, weaker apprentices, but multiple of them. So you would see, you know, a strong Sith being killed by five weaker Sith. And then So in the there. end, did Vader become the top Sith or a redeemed Jedi? I think in my opinion, Vader was the redeemed Jedi. Like he didn't like he didn't take out you know Palpatine with the intention of becoming the yeah, of new course. leader I mean, that was of the, the right Sith. answer. I was just testing. You. Yeah. But yeah, so I would love a Darth Bane series because there's so much interesting stuff to cover. But again, like he is canon now because he's mentioned and he's brought up in other places in what is canon now, like including Clone Wars and stuff like that. But the story they would tell would obviously be different from the books that Drew Carpetian wrote, you know, probably more than a decade ago at this point. Fantastic book series, fantastic character all around. Probably my favorite Sith I've ever read or heard about played anything. I love him. Um, but I don't know. I mean, is this the kind of stuff that Disney Plus wants to make or that Disney wants to do with I Disney do, Plus? I, I, that's where I'm, I just start kind of going, okay, I bet, like the old AOK symbol. Yeah. <laughs> you got it, guys. Darth Bane, random EU shit. Yeah, that's definitely going to be it. And, I mean, like, with that being said, you know, I could see some of these others being made because – I think that Disney wants to stick to familiar people at first. Of course they do. Or familiar timelines, at least. You know, with the Mandalorian. Dude, the, the random shit for us nuts, that's that's going to be relegated to comic books. Novels. Books, yeah. novels, whatever. I just, I don't know. I, I don't, and it, this ain't, this is not me shitting on that. So I would, dude, I would take anything. Like I said, I'd take a Wicked series. Yeah. I would take a a, a a revitalization of the caravan of courage type of shit. But it's just Disney. I just I yeah. I don't see Disney going. You know, throwing a hundred million at Darth Bane. Yeah, because be, half the fucking people would be like Bane, but, but fucking Batman. Is he got the mask? Is he gonna talk like? You know what I mean? Yeah, people... I mean, only, only goofballs like you and me are going to get that. Now, thing, I so. could see them... So, this is the way that I think if they're going to do it, they would do it like this. Like, you give people the Mandalorian, which is set in a time period that is very familiar to everybody. The character himself might not be, but the time period, the way that he looks and what he does and what he is is very familiar. So, you give them that. Then you give them stuff about characters they know. You know, if we do get a Kira or a Finn series, it's people that they know. Give Disney Plus two, three years and, like, give them time to to pull Star Wars fans in deeper and deeper. Then you can bring in the Banes. You can bring in the Darth Nihilus. You could bring in... Uh, you could have a series about the entire Sith Triumvirate from the fucking Old Republic if you wanted to. With Treya, Sion... In Nihilus, I mean, that would be fantastic. A Darth Revan series would be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there's potential. You also got to think about, like, the state of Star Wars fandom now where, I mean, everyone's so triggered. Where even when Resistance was announced, you know, back in mid, uh, yeah, I think in mid-2018, there was a large section of fandom going, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? 
Fucking Disney! We don't want this shit. Just give it. Just fucking keep regurgitating the shit we've already seen. I think. Okay, so here's what I'll say about that. You're right, 100%. Like you're 100% right. But with a streaming service, it doesn't matter because you're not gonna lose subs because you put out something that people don't like. They just won't watch it, and it doesn't matter oh, if yeah, they don't well, watch it. Of course, it. but I, I guess I'm just saying in general the reaction we we would get to this type of stuff. Oh yeah, but I think because it is a very fickle. I mean, the Star Wars fan base is up there with gamers in terms of just being jerk offs. Yeah, I, I mean, me included. I think that now. Disney just probably doesn't fucking care. They're like, whatever. Like, we- Why should they? I mean, they, they sit there and pretend like they, they failed on Solo. It's like, big deal. You lost like 50 million to you. That's literally 50 cents. Yeah, and then like the the failure of Solo is like we've discussed many times here. That was mostly bullshit. Disney's fault. You can't though. even say it's a failure. Fuck off, failure. Fuck you people. Yeah, like di- like the, the box it's office for Solo. You guys are just a bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah. Not all you people. You know who I'm talking to. <laughs> the the box office for it was low because of when they chose to release it, not because of the quality of that movie. The quality of the movie was very good. Um anyway, yeah, like you said, your your rant was kind of one you were spot on saying that like it was just it's getting out of control like you said it's just everybody is now throwing any idea they have against a wall to see if it sticks or just because there's nobody out there who can confirm or deny that any of this shit actually is happening what just it just makes me feel like we need to just start fucking throwing shit out there like zero consequences it doesn't matter just fucking throw it out yeah what like, the- if you know it's going to get a click or a reaction, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, that's where we're at in this this point in time. <laughs> next next week, you'll see on Star Wars time a rumor of a, you know... Oh, Billy D uh, is Snoke. Yeah. Billy D. Williams revealed as... Lando is Snoke. Snoke. Or you'll get a, a rumor about a... Um, let's see who, what, what, Ray and Kylo have a secret love child (laughs) and his name is Jaden. That would be dope. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. You could keep, keep an eye out for the, the new star Wars time rumor milf. That we, we that's literally where we're at. And we're right here. And this comes our next topic. Again, it, it just feels hollow at this point. Yeah. This is a right, Nick. I mean, it's like we're getting all these big, like, ah, Big this, big news, big episode nine, big this, big this, and then nothing fucking happens. Yeah, so this is a tweet that we get directly from official Star Wars Twitter. So this is the official Star Wars UK Twitter, and this is the official Star Wars Twitter from the Netherlands. And this is from the, the 16th, like almost a week ago. Yeah, six days ago, they they put out a GIF, and it is of... Anakin, it's like a split gif where it's Anakin Skywalker on the right, top. So it's like a terrible Star Wars movie and then a great one. Yeah, so you have Anakin from Return of the, uh, Revenge of the Sith, and then you have at the bottom um, A New Hope with uh, Han and Luke on the Falcon, and it says this is where the fun begins because they both say that in, in their respective movies. And then the tag for the tweet is or the the text for the tweet is the calm before the galactic storm. So when people saw this, everybody blew up. They're like, "Holy shit, the calm before the storm, what's going to happen?" Yeah, we did too. Yeah, Again, like and we're not like we're not trying to put ourselves above other Star Wars fan sites. Yeah. We're we're just as big as bozos. 
The only thing we haven't started doing yet is just pulling shit out of our ass and saying it's true. Yeah, straight making stuff up. But, I mean, like, essentially when this tweet came out, like you said, Matt, even we picked it up and we're like, could this be a hint about a title drop? Could this be a I mean, it's a a blue checkmark tweet. Yeah. I mean, with the calm before the storm, we got the prequel, the original trilogy. I mean, what are we supposed to think? Yeah, everybody immediately thought that something was coming and something was coming soon. Like, we, this is... Days after the official, did you notice Nick this week how now people are like, "Oh yeah, trailer April guaranteed." And I'm like, "No fucking shit." That's what I've been saying all along. Yeah, it's like we've I been... mean, after the trailer didn't come out in December or early 2019. I mean, we we've said it a thousand times on this show. Yeah, that goddamn trailer's dropping fucking on Friday of Star Wars Celebration. Take it to the fucking bank. Yeah, yeah. Mark my fucking words. Yeah, I mean, we've the been... The first say- Star Wars 9 trailer will release Friday morning afternoon of Celebration. Yeah, we've been saying that. I think, that. what is that going to be? 12th. What, Nick? The 12th yeah. of April? Yeah, 12th. Right now, write it the fuck down, and when it happens, come back and say, holy shit, you guys actually know what the fuck you're talking yeah, about. And, it, and we'll appreciate you for that. It, it doesn't take sources. It just takes common knowledge, like... Right. Look, just look at what people mark are, it down. I'm going out on a limb. I'm going. I'm saying it right now, and I've said it before. The trailer is coming April ele- April twelfth. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, just look at why we're picking this date. One, Star Wars Celebration this year is the twentieth anniversary of Celebration. Twentieth celebration they've ever done. It's the twentieth anniversary. Of the Phantom Menace. It's the release of the final Skywalker saga film. And it is it is a celebration that is completely going to be completely right. and, dedicated and to that. by the way, TLJ's first trailer debuted on, on Friday of Celebration yeah. Week. And then, you know, this it's just obvious stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of speculation that's still flying around about when we'll get the title drop and everything like that. I no do. I, I'm that. still sticking to my guns. I think we will know the title prior to celebration. I think so, too. I think so, too. There's too many marketing opportunities to pass up. Yeah. And in terms of T-shirts, posters, whatever. Yeah. So and like, you know, when when this tweet went up, I wrote this post and I spec. I was like, could it be the, you know, the trailer, the teaser trailer drop? Could it be? The, the the title drop coming, but nothing has come from it yet unless they're planning on releasing something very soon. It seems like this this tweet may have been either sent out in error or was just a straight tease to all of us fans. No, they're, they're yanking our collective Star Wars chains at this point. Yeah, so the big news was that there was no news except a very misleading <laughs> tweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there actually was no big news. It was just a fucking dumb tweet that uh, Star Wars we kind of made us all look like idiots. Yeah, I mean, they might have done that, like Star Wars UK, and then like why the fuck not? Fran, I mean, yeah. it caught. It, I mean, it was a major, major story on the on the 18th or 17th or whatever. Yeah, I mean this this tweet has. I mean, it, it's marketing people for star wars movies have the easiest job of all time yeah like you don't have to do anything you literally just have to say star wars nine big yeah there you go you just have to say something and that's it like anytime something official well i mean really our our last story nick is the epitome of that yeah exactly you just have to say something so 
This is a story that we didn't even <laughs> write up. Funny. Like we didn't even put it on the site because as soon as I saw this, I was like, "This is trash in a bag." So right, well, th- this to me was this was rant worthy. Just didn't have the time to do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so everybody knows that they've wrapped principal photography on Star Wars Episode Nine. There's still a lot of post work to be done. But when you're an executive at Disney, you get to see early cuts of the film and you get to see all of the work that's happening. So Disney film chief. Alan Horn <laughs> has seen a cut of the film and surprised. Not, not even a cut. Not even he's cut. He's seen footage of the film. Cuts yeah, of seen, the he's film. See, he's yeah. seen dailies. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, he says it's terrific and it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, 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 yeah. Hey, man, the fucking moon's in the sky. The, bl- the sky's blue. Grass is green. Sand is irritating. No fucking shit. Yeah, here's what he says. Um, you know, he he gives a long quote, but he gets to he says, "I watch dailies every weekend and say and send JJ and Kathy a note every weekend." Yeah, good for you. I'm, I bet they appreciate your note and commentary yeah. too. I mean, to me, th- this is one of the people in Hollywood where I guarantee all the creatives fucking hate, but have to pretend that they like. Yeah, it's just like kind of hanging over the shoulder and then he says it's a big deal and it's going to be terrific what like the (laughs) fact that this turned into a (laughs) a story on a website like somebody wrote this up as like oh my god star wars is a big deal and it's going to be terrific you don't say really star wars is especially (laughs) when it's coming from someone that works for his job is to make sure that star wars movies are terrific and make a lot of money yeah let's go back to his title disney film chief do you think the disney film chief is going to tell the hollywood reporter yeah i saw that i've been watching dailies and i'll tell you what this shit's going to piss people off more than ryan johnson's take yeah or is he going to be like man saw the dailies really need some work not looking yeah, good. I fucking hate Rose <laughs> Tico, and if I had an action figure of her, I'd rip her leg off. Like, do you really think that anything like that would ever come out? Like, that he would say anything negative about the movie? I'll tell you what, people. We've reporter. invested two hundred million in this, and it's a pile of shit. Yeah, it's like this is gonna suck. I hope you guys don't like the Skywalkers. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, this is so fucking bad. Raise a fucking Mary Sue. Finn's a fucking token black guy. It is garbage. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's just like, come on. I mean, where... It's just... Is this where we're at in episode 9 coverage? That we gotta put stuff out about how a Disney exec said he thinks it's gonna be awesome? Yeah. And here's the thing, though. Like, last week, we were chock full. We had a ton of great stuff. And it's not surprising to see the following week that the news cycle slows down a little bit. You know, it's it, you can't have. Well, I mean, dude, before people start sitting there going, well, you guys are talking about it. No, we're talking about it to make fun of it. Yeah, we're not we're not presenting this topic as a news topic like some of the other ones we did. Yeah, this is man. We are so, the, the Star Wars community is so hungry for anything that people would literally put out shit like this, like it, like it is relevant. Yeah. So, again, I mean, in the end, this this is this is the epitome of the clickbait. Because people like it, it. Also, goes to show that people I clicked on it. People for want sake. Star Wars, no matter what. Like it doesn't matter if it's just like 
nothingness that people want I just to like know about it. The title says it's a big deal. Yeah. Well, no shit. It's the last. It's should be the last Skywalker movie ever. Yeah. I mean, it could be the worst of all time, and it's still a, a big, big deal, deal yeah. for Star Wars fans. Technically correct. Yes. So, I mean, really, the the title. I mean, the prequels were a big deal, and they're a fucking disaster, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, you have an entire prequel trilogy that is a giant deal to Star Wars because it is a it is one third of all Star Wars stories ever told on live action film. I mean, it's a big they, deal. They are essentially they're supposed to tell us why this man in a dark armored costume shows up in A New Hope and basically kicks ass and takes names. Yeah, and it's a big deal. Not a not terrific big deal though. So, I mean, I, I think Matt... <laughs> yeah, you're right. At least at least episode nine is being described as terrific yeah. in addition to being a big deal. Yeah. So, again, this is probably just a, you know... A, a, <laughs> it's for Nick and I to just fucking be assholes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we, we pretend we're not asshole Star Wars fans, and we're not in terms of the, the movies and shitting on people's opinions, but at least I am. I'm definitely an asshole when it comes to kind of poking fun at some of the titles sites run with sometimes yeah it's (laughs) the uh i don't know this title should really read star wars episode nine very obvious information inside like come on well that was like i said we didn't post this because it didn't make sense to post but it it made perfect sense for a rant yeah because it's something i would easily kind of onioned it you know, like, Disney exec says Star Wars Episode Nine is a big deal. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah, I mean, and, like, the thing is, like, I'm not going to, you know, shit on the person who wrote this or anything like that because he probably has to write a certain amount of articles Of course, per week, this per guy's day. got, I mean, Patrick, he's probably got a quote he's got to hit every day. Yeah, so, you know, he's got to put stuff out there, but, like... do what you got to do. I, I get it. I've been doing this shit <laughs> for almost 10 years, but at some point... I've made a conscious decision to just not throw up nothingness. Nonsense like this it really isn't anything more than a title as well as just fucking rumors I pull out my ass. Like yes, we'll post rumor stuff. I'll do a rant on rumor stuff, but it's because it's out there. Yeah. We're not the ones creating it. I guess it's like when I mean, we're, I don't want to say older, but, like, we're definitely older than the new crop of writers. But, like, a rumor to us is, like, a rumor is something that actually, that should have some sort of backing behind it. Like, a rumor should be, there is a rumor from a Disney executive. There is a rumor from a, you know, a set I mean, at least my philosophy, unless we are told the rumor personally, I'm not going to just make them up yeah exactly i will cover rumors that are out there to either make fun of them or rant on them but i honestly think there are sites these days especially this week with the all the disney plus stuff they're just like okay we know what's going on in star wars land we see what's trending let's just go ahead and cook something up yeah we'll make our own rumor and it doesn't like and the thing is is like you can do that because it doesn't matter if you're wrong like no, it, it doesn't matter i could sit here i mean Punisher got canceled this week. You called it a long on time Entertainment ago. On Entertainment Buddha, I literally posted that two or three months ago because I have a legit source. But being EB, not a big site, no one picked up on it. No one, if they read it, they're probably like, whatever. Just like Nick and I are saying with these posts, like, whatever. Yeah. 
So hopefully one day, you know, if, if you work in Star Wars land and you want to be our, you know, you want to give us little pieces of information, feel free. We will definitely respect your privacy and, you know. Yeah, we won't write you out. We'll, we'll fall on the sword for you, too. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're just, like, I don't like but making don't, up don't, information. Don't slip us a story like it's going to mean something. We say, hey, guess what? One of the guys that makes millions of dollars, if Disney does well, said that Star Wars 9 is going to be terrific, and it's a big deal. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, Good for you. Like it would. This, Good for fucking you. This would mean more to me if like the janitor like accidentally saw it and he said like, "Holy shit, it looked great." Like that would mean more exactly. than me. this is like someone coming up to me as thirty eight going, "Hey man, know what? One plus one equals two. Whoa! I'd be <laughs> like, "Wow, you know what? You're fucking dead on." Yeah, it's like you nailed it on the head. Episode nine, a big deal. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you mean? Oh man. Well, what do you mean? It's the it's the Star Wars news cycle these days. Like last oh, well. week, we were overloaded. This week, not too much, and we get shit like this. In the end, that's why we love it. Yeah. I love making fun of it. I love making fun of ourselves. I just love Star Wars. I mean, even with all the ridiculous shit that went down after TLJ, it's still it's still a fun little place to play in. So. I think that's it, buddy. I think we, we've hit them all. You know, we went through the fandom. We caught you up on any relevant news you should know. It's kind of a light week in terms of legit Episode Nine stuff. I mean, yes, we now know it's going to be big and potentially terrific. But we didn't get anything good in terms of set picks, actually stuff we could speculate on. But fear not. It'll come. We're 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 rounding we're rounding third at this point in episode nine's development. It, it's only gonna pick up. Uh, it may still be a little stagnant up until April, but trust me, once celebration comes around, Disney Lucasfilm that apparatus that machine is gonna be full go with episode nine promotion. So obviously, that type of content is only gonna increase moving forward. Until then, people, you know what to do. We're still here to break down Resistance for you. Star Wars Resistance, that is. And yes, Christopher Sean is our homeboy now. He is our spirit animal. The guy replied again to our coverage of Resistance after we you know, glowingly talked about him for last week's recap. So we're awesome. And you guys should get with it because you want to be awesome too. If anything, you want to be a great Star Wars fan, and we're here to make sure you can achieve that goal. Okay? Subscribe. iTunes. Android. Google Play. We've got the RSS feed for you. You can plug it into whatever you want. Just do it. Star Wars time, people. There's always time for Star Wars time. StarWarsTime.net, if you get confused, it's all there. Subscribe links in the top menu. In the sidebar, we make it easy for you. Because we want you to get down with the Star Wars Time. Because we always love Star Wars Time. Alright, people. Do what you gotta do. Share it around. Subscribe it up. Hit us up. YouTube it. Whatever you gotta do. We appreciate you. Let us know. How we doing? 
comment it. We've seen some reviews coming, and we love that. Keep that up on the iTunes especially. It helps us. It'll make us grow. It'll give us more power. Unlimited power. All right, my friends. May the force be with you. Always. Always.